Welcome to Future Built. I'm Chelsea Reber, and today we're visiting with Dr. Patrick Sewerman. He's the interim dean of the School of Architecture at Texas A&M University. You can check out the School of Architecture and all our programs at arch.tamu.edu. And make sure to stick around until the end of the episode and learn how you can enter to win an iPad. Dr. Sewerman, thank you for joining me today. Thank you. Howdy, Chelsea. Tell me a little bit about your background and how you got to the School of Architecture. Well, I first came to the School of Architecture in 2002 as a graduate student. Uh, I was an active duty Air Force officer, and uh, I selected to come to A&M, and, the, and they, uh, Air Force recognized this was one of the premier programs, and they sent me here to get my Master's of Science of Construction Management. And after having that completed, I was a professor at the Air Force Academy, where I taught in the Civil Engineering Department, and then I continued to be a civil engineer uh, building construction projects all over the world. But I came back to Aggieland in 2015, we held the International Associated Schools of Construction conference here, and that was a great time uh, for A&M because we were building Kyle Field. We got some tours behind the scenes of while Kyle Field was being built, uh, which was designed and built by a lot of Aggies. And also it was the time where Construction Science uh, got their new facility, Francis Hall, uh, with the, the generous and grateful, uh, the donations we were grateful for from our generous donors. And so uh, when I saw all the things and the developments that uh, Dr. Jim Smith and Professor Joe Horland, my two predecessors, did in construction science, it was really on my radar of, of seeing all the great things going on back in Aggieland. And now I've been blessed to be back in Aggieland since 2017. Interim Dean, what's it like being in that position? It's fantastic. I, after being the construction science department head, it's the largest program of its kind in the country. And there's a lot of students and a lot of people to help. That's the part that I've been most excited about is just my, my sphere of influence and, and my aperture has been opened up. I just have even more people to help out and more, more of our industry, really pretty much the whole building life cycle spectrum we have now here in our interdisciplinary school of architecture. So it's, it's just been a great opportunity and been, been fantastic experience. What are some of the things you learned while being in the Air Force that have transitioned into this role and being head of the school? I learned that leadership matters. Um, if a team plays like the coach coaches, uh, your construction team or your your business team will operate the way that your leader operates. And so that's one of the things that I've carried with me from the Air Force Academy is that uh, they have three simple core values and, and we have six, but uh, they're very similar and they overlap. And leaders with character are what we try to develop here at the School of Architecture. Uh, and one of the things that I would say is different is um, leaders from a school of architecture have to have a position because many of the things that we do improve humans' lives. And uh, we, are, we have to make sure that our designs are inclusive and accessible for, for everyone uh, and then also uh, functional and, uh, and things of beauty. And so that's been one of the things I've enjoyed the most is uh, with an engineering background where certainly we're going to build things to code, uh, we focus a lot more on the constraints, where as being in a school of architecture, it's unconstrained. And the creativity that our students exhibit and that our professors inculcate into our successful and talented students, um, they can take that to the world and, and uh, show people their success. What sets Texas A&M School of Architecture apart from other institutions? I would say our problem-solving ability. Our students are problem solvers, whether, whether it's solving a challenge that uh, is water accessibility or uh, something simple that you might see, everything that you drive by, everything in the built environment is done by something who learned 
their discipline from a place like the Texas A&M School of Architecture. Uh, that's one of the things that I make sure that our students know is that any time that they see anything that's been done, they flip on a light switch and they flush a toilet, every single thing was done with design and with form and function in mind. So that is something that you're going to learn probably at any school of design. Uh, but the, what makes the Texas A&M School of Architecture different is that while we are the largest, and I know that we're going to continue to be the largest, we're only getting bigger uh, to reflect the growth in our state of Texas and the need that our industry has being one of the, the biggest growth centers in the country. Uh, we still really pride ourselves on being one of the smallest schools at Texas A&M University. So uh, we're the largest in the country, but one of the smaller ones here. And because of that, we really are like a family. And we customize every individual educational experience to our students. So a good example is uh, some of our other peer construction or design schools. They have a lot of different people who come from different paths, and then they try to route them into maybe six different degree paths. Uh, and when they have those, those different choices, what they do is they try to pigeonhole the student into whichever one of those categories they want them to be in. We have uh, one degree plan that w is the starting point, the common point of departure, and then when the student comes in, we customize it for credit they may have received in high school, credit they may have received at a community college or a technical college, or we have students who almost have completed a degree somewhere and then they come in and do a career change. So we really pride ourselves on, we have career long as student advisors who that's where the rubber meets the road of who helps our students make sure that they get the educational experience that they're looking for and that they need. And that's one of the things that I think is the best is our level of customer service on our customers, the students who then become our product and why industry likes us so much is that we really help face and serve our profession with the most industry ready leaders of character. And that's what I was gonna say is some people here, it's a huge school, I'm just gonna get lost in the numbers. But as you've mentioned, everyone is taken care of and everyone is truly getting an individual experience when they come to the School of Architecture. The students really do get an individual experience when they come to the School of Architecture. And what I would say is increased choice is what increased size provides our students. And so I think our program is uh, wide enough and deep enough, especially to help students get exposed to all sorts of things that they might never have thought that they were going to do. A good example is I used to teach a class called Construction Science 175, Introduction to Graphics and Communications. And it's your first introduction just to the, the language, the grammar, the terminology of what a construction site or a construction project would look like. And at the beginning of the semester, I, I, I ask everyone what they want to do and, and maybe what type of industry they want to go into. And, and the, the, the beginning of that semester of that class, nine out of 10 of the students said they wanted to go into the residential construction market. And uh, as we were going the r around the room and one student after another said that, I started to have a flashback of one of the things that made me want to get into construction, and that was finding scrap lumber in dumpsters and building bike ramps everywhere I move. There's always some kind of a house project under construction, and I think that that tactile, hands-on approach uh, is what draws students to this, and that's just that's their experience level. But we have internships, we have study abroad where students come in, they're already successful and intelligent, we make them global thinkers and think about what's possible. And so those students who I taught in that class have now just recently graduated and I informally asked all of them where they're going. They're going to all of the different business lines and industries we have, oil and gas, uh, subcontractors, production, technology, investment, uh, law school, 
I have a student going to Stanford Law School from construction science. Uh, so the, the world is your oyster, and we provide the, the skills and discipline necessary to be able to solve all kinds of problems. Are you interested in developing your leadership skills? Click the link in the description and enter your information, and you'll receive Smarter Than AI, the three core skills to level up as a leader of character. So Dr. Sewerman, what do people think of when they hear Texas A&M School of Architecture? And follow-up question, what do you want them to think of? Great question, Chelsea. Before I interviewed for the position in construction science in 2017, that's what I did. I, would, I called people who I knew had some knowledge or sometimes not as much knowledge, but probably knew of uh, Texas A&M. And I said, what do you think of the programs at Texas A&M, whether it be construction science or architecture? And almost person for person, they all said, oh, it's, it's fantastic. And I said, well, that's great. Why, why do you think that? They said, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's been around a while and it's quite large from what I hear. And I said, okay, anything else? What else do I need to know? And they're like, I don't know. And that, that, that came up so many times that people said that over and over again. I realized that we don't do a very good job of telling our story. And so it's been a driving force for me as uh, I'm going to capitalize on those things that the people did know, even the people who didn't know a lot, knew that we were large. We are large and we're getting larger. We're going from about uh, 23 to, to 2,500 students up to about 4,000 or 4,500 students. And so the largest in the country is getting larger. Um, but uh, we want to make sure that our students who are coming into our program, it might be uh, larger than their town or certainly larger than their high school. Uh, you're not alone. Everyone coming here is, is going to be facing that, that same challenge. But you're not just a number. We really especially tailor our programs to our students. And so uh, people know that we're large. I want them to know why we're that large is to serve our industry and, and uh, to face the, the global challenges that uh, we need to do to, to help improve our, our living conditions and build a better world. And what I want them to know about are our discovery and our innovations and the impact that we have on the professions. Uh, and we're really the most interdisciplinary school of architecture. Now with the three departments of the, the new School of Architecture, since September 1st of 2022, we became the School of Architecture. We have the planning part uh, of landscape architecture and urban planning. So we plan and we have the design part on the schematic or the conceptual designs into the construction documents part of architecture. And then those construction documents are executed and is delivered by our construction science leaders of character. And all three of those all work together to build a project, to maintain the project, and then ultimately to demolish, renovate, sustain, uh, reinvigorate, uh, modernize uh, the projects. And so uh, we have a great opportunity here to be the, the most interdisciplinary school of architecture, and that's what I hope people know about us. I want to give you a chance to brag on your faculty now and tell me about them and the amazing research that they're doing right now. We have so many great faculty here. Uh, one of our recent hires in 2020 is Dr. Julie Hartel. She's an assistant professor in construction science, but she has a materials and engineering background. She's finding a way to take construction demolition waste, which sometimes is up to 80% of landfill is construction waste, and reuse that and turn it into other products that can be used again in a facility like either concrete masonry units, so cinder blocks, or into a, a cement fiber board, kind of like a hardy backer board uh, or a cement fiber board that is used frequently under tile or uh, in backings. So um, we have people who are really genuinely making a, a change uh, in, in our industry 
And, and that's one of the things that I like the most about our, our research is we do some uh, original organic uh, seminal research, but most of the research we do is very applied and can be seen in, and benefit our industry immediately. And so we have the support of the Construction Industry Advisory Council, and we have, we have a, a lot of people who we help with our research, so it's fantastic. Support our school's future with a donation at txamfoundation.com slash give. Tell us about the School of Architecture's dedication to community impact. Everything we do revolves up around community, ultimately, uh, and some specific ways that we benefit communities are through our centers. One of those that was elevated recently up to Vice President Balabina's office is Texas Target Communities. And Texas Target Communities uh, is really big on the social science and the impact that we have in communities with uh, overall planning. And so what their team does is they usually partner with small cities who uh, maybe are interested in getting a larger grant from the federal government or from the state, and they go out and they canvas the area and they work with the community and they do the, the hard work and the long game of coming up with concepts that then now we have some products that we can show others and we can get more investment in our town or, or help from other grants. And so uh, they're incredibly invaluable, and that's part of the reason they were elevated uh, from the from the School of Architecture into the, the president's office. Um, other areas that we have is sometimes we just partner individually with towns. We have a partnership going on with Buffalo Gap, um, and Buffalo Gap is a town of 400 people in North Texas uh, near Abilene, and uh, the Perini Ranch Steakhouse is owned by Tom and Lisa Perini, Okay. And I've really enjoyed getting to know them. Uh, just a crop. Eat their steak. <laughs> yes, I, I've had several steaks there, and they are delicious. Um, but Tom and Lisa Perini, they just recently had their 40th anniversary of of the Perini Ranch Steakhouse, and they also have a podcast. Uh, shameful plug. Um, but that podcast, I didn't really realize that food can bring to people together as much as it has. Rick Perry is on that podcast. Robert Duvall is on that podcast. Uh, from his time in Lonesome Dove and filming, filming in that area. Um, but these amazing stories, I mean, I don't know who's benefiting more. Uh, our concepts that we're pr helping provide Buffalo Gap for some ideas that they have about some projects that they might do, or, or us from just, I mean, seeing how to connect with people and how important, uh, it, good food is a lot like our design and our, our buildings. They, they, it's, it gives you a sense of place. Uh, and so our community impact is, is huge. Another area that we help out on is the Hazard Reduction and Recovery Center. Uh, through that, we, we work with the Bill Anderson Fellows, um, uh, which is a, a way to help make sure that uh, what the Bill Anderson Fellows taught me when I did a guest uh, talk with them is that uh, places that are government housing or subsidized housing or accessible housing, uh, they're usually disproportionately impacted by disasters. Mm. Uh, and that's usually because they're sometimes built in not so the best area or low-lying areas, or they don't have the other infrastructure needed in order to uh, avoid floodwaters. And, and so um, we have a, a special place in our heart for those Bill Anderson fellows, and we've had a lot of success with uh, bringing people in who have a, a heartfelt compassion for making sure that they give back to their communities. So they learn with us, they take back what they learn, uh, and then they go out and they, they help their communities again. And that's one of the things that uh, I love about the School of Architecture. Tell us about the School of Architecture's dedication to community impact. We're quite dedicated to community impact. Our professors lead our students on outreach to different communities around the state. 
and then also when we do our study abroad opportunities, we also go into those communities. And so we really uh, quite literally think globally and act locally uh, in the communities in which we serve. And uh, using great design principles, we really do the, the hard work, the social science that sometimes eludes other engineers like me. Uh, and we go out into our communities and the, we focus on the personal aspect and uh, a lot of listening, which uh, a lot of designers and uh, a lot of builders have lots of ideas, but these community impact uh, teams and programs we have like Texas Target Communities are really first about listening and then collaborating to try to figure out what's the most accessible and best design uh, for the whole community. You talk about the student population in the School of Architecture. How important is student engagement for you as interim dean? And what kind of advice do you give to your students on a daily basis? I, I love seeing our students. And whenever I have some free time, I, I just walk around our studios. I go to the critiques. I, I love watching them present their material. Um, and I tell them that because our firms have told us that <clears throat> our firms have told us that they want to be able to put their recent graduates, their former students, in front of the client. And if they can't put their students in front of the client, then they, they're, they're not ready yet and they still need to work on that. And so that's one of the things that I would tell the students is build on your Aggie network. Uh, we have over 500,000 graduates of Texas A&M University and the Aggie network is, is strong in Texas and really nationally and, and certainly globally. I was, in, I was walking the streets of London and somebody noticed my Aggie ring and immediately uh, struck up a conversation. The Aggie Network is everywhere, so lean on that. One of the other main things that we have is we have the largest departmental career fair in construction science. We have over 270 firms who are members of our Construction Industry Advisory Council, and what that means is converted into the largest departmental career fair, and now our design side had the largest depart uh, design career fair recently. Uh, there was a joint uh, about 150 firms came in for landscape architecture, urban planning, and architecture. And that's one of the things that it's uh, where I see students the most, and it's where I see industry interfacing with our students. And it's one of my main emphasis areas is making sure we're graduating leaders of character who are industry ready and prepared to be profit centers for all those, those industry partners right on day one. And so we do a, a, a very in-depth job. We have Donna Cousins and Hernan Guerra, our two industry relations office folks, and I'm just incredibly appreciative of people like our Dean's Advisory Board President, Jeremy Stovall, who's also the president of Brookstone Construction in Houston. Uh, the hundreds of firms like Jeremy's and Brookstone, uh, from small to regional to large national firms, uh, and some of the biggest on the planet all come to our career fair. And, and what they've told me is they could either go to five different career fairs at a lot of other smaller schools, or they could come to our career fair here and see a lot more students with a lot more different specialties and a lot more expertise, uh, and they can hire more of our students here as, as opposed to having to go to lots of other schools. And so um, when I talk to our students, I try to do that with one foot in industry, and one foot in the traditional academic things that they need to know about. But I always focus it on their, they might spend four years here, but 40 years in industry. So I try to focus on the 40 years and just make sure they, they set themselves up on a vector trajectory for those to be successful in the 40. What excites you the most about the future of the School of Architecture? I'm very excited about the future because our industry is changing more rapidly now than it has in the last hundred years. Uh, no longer 
can you just go out and uh, think about bricks and sticks or just uh, uh, think that the building is going to just get assembled the way it always has uh, because they're much like if you imagine a car, look at all the different systems that are on a car. That's, this is the exact same way our buildings are. Buildings are becoming more intelligent. Uh, they're having more sensors and we're doing that so they can be more sustainable and build a better uh, thermal occupancy uh, comfort for, our, for the people who are in the facilities. Uh, but there's so much more to know now. I mean, uh, I just met with a congressman earlier today, and one of the things that he was excited about uh, was he said that his father was a graduate of our school in the 1940s, around World War II time frame, and what he's excited about to see our students now is that we're capitalizing and harnessing the knowledge of engineering, the, the discipline and the, the building codes of engineering, but the unbridled creativity of architecture. Uh, and we can do that because we can imagine uh, things more vividly with the software that we're becoming experts in, whether it's Revit, Rhino, Grasshopper, uh, SolidWorks. We can 3D print anything that we can imagine, uh, and we can do that on a small scale to a very large scale. Um, and you add that into the global impact of the Aggie Network, it's just, it's mind boggling. And so um, our students are, uh, I just gotta tell another story real fast here. Yeah, It'll be quick. Uh, we recently had uh, two graduates of the class of 1967. They decided to take out David Woodcock, who was their professor in 1964. And so I just imagined the 59 years uh, of the time that has passed from 1964 until now when they, when they took out their professor to show them their appreciation for the introductions and uh, the, the successful careers they've had. We just had high schoolers from Camp Arch who are, most of them are gonna graduate here soon in the class of 2024. That would be like them coming back in the year 2083 to thank one of their Camp Arch camp counselors. And so uh, can you imagine a 120 year span of the impact that we're celebrating and will have on the future of our planet and what are things going to be like in 2083. We're designing that future. We're, we're part of that reality. And so it's incredibly exciting to come to work every day and surround yourself with creative people. Where do you expect the School of Architecture to be in 10 years? I, I think the, the School of Architecture uh, will continue to be one of the strongest and the best schools, but we're gonna make sure that we are responding to the need the industry has shown us. Sometimes when our new students go to a smaller firm, they might be the chief technical officer of that design firm or of that construction firm. And so we need to be putting the technology front and center and arming our students with a complete suite of different uh, software and technologies and capabilities that they can employ in their jobs immediately. Uh, and so where we'll be from 10 years from now is that we won't have technology be a, a portion or something that we expose students to. We want them to be uh, not just digital natives, but digitally fluent in the professional software that we use for the, that uh, helps channel our creativity into the things that, uh, that help actually build our projects. And so uh, I think that as we move forward as a, as a faculty, the, the research that we do, the applied research and the impact we're gonna see that just be completely interwoven into the traditional fundamentals that we're already teaching right now. And it's just exciting to imagine that uh, in, in 10 years, I mean, we'll, we'll have our, the students who are, who are educating now or going out and being successful globally, they'll be back here as professors and teaching the next generation who's, uh, just, it just keeps on growing from there, so it's fantastic. 
Well, Dr. Suerman, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Chelsea. You can follow the School of Architecture on social media at TAMU Art School.